Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another episode of Merkaba Chakra's podcast. Today, we talk to author Brian Scott. Now, Brian has been studying consciousness and figuring out how to hack reality so that he manifests the best parallel reality for himself. In his book, The Reality Revolution, Brian explains his process for how and why we may choose to jump parallel realities. Now, I know from my hypnosis clients and myself that we play with our own personal Mandela effects to get to the highest version of reality in the multiverse. So we get the privilege today to pick Brian's bag of tricks for hacking reality. So Brian, welcome to Merkava Chakras. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited about this because, um, you know, I love talking about consciousness. And I love talking about awakening and ascension, but rarely do I actually get to pick somebody's brain about reality hacking and jumping parallel realities. So um, this one's a treat, always going to be a treat for me as well. Well, I'm interested too. You, you have a focus on Merkaba and sacred geometries as well. It's something uh, that I'm super interested in. And, and you've also hypnotized some people and got some information. So, hey, I'm excited too. This is going to be fun. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do a podcast trade. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds good. To. I'd be happy to. Now, you know, Brian, as much as I know that not all people that we talk to in our book interviews are mm-hmm. aware of jumping between multiple parallel realities. Right. And you probably come across that and I've come across that as well mm-hmm. in the space. So, however, I think some people do play it off because it challenges them too much. And it is authors like you and I who write books on parallel reality shifts that are the leading, I think, the leading edge experiencers of the shift as we go further into the fifth dimension, um, which many indigenous cultures like my, my tribe of the Hmong tribe and Buddhism mm-hmm. believe that we're already in the early stages of right now. So bef- before we dig into your reality hack tricks, can you tell your story for how you got into this work in the first place? Well, I was really struggling. I was at a point in my life where I lost the love of my life and my business was one of those horrific businesses where you have to work 20 hours a day and crouching at my desk all the time. And 
uh, my kids weren't around anymore. It was just anything that you could imagine, like in a movie, like all the bad stuff happens. It was just all accumulating and mounting. And I really felt like I, like I had lost all hope and desire and life wasn't fun anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I experimented with meditation and consciousness, but never really had really focused on it and really tried to work on it. So in that moment, all I had, the only thing that I had was my own consciousness. And so I said, if I can change my consciousness, if, if, if I can take all that stuff I've read that people talk about, like in the secret and these other things, maybe I can change my reality. And so I took this and, and I knew it was my one last chance because what I was facing seemed hopeless. There was, it would be no way I could be able to overcome all of these problems. So I started intensely meditating, experimenting, and I started to see these changes occurring in my reality. Big, big changes, something, things that were unlikely and uncommon. Uh, I, I found love. I, I was able to change my business. So I wasn't working 20 hours a day. I was, I was working an hour a day, getting the same income as before and meeting new friends and all these amazing changes started happening. And then I had, as I talk about in my book, uh, there was a home invasion and some people came into my house. Uh, I, you know, I was uh, watching my favorite sports team and football team. And uh, they, uh, one thing led to another and they shot at me and the bullet bounced off my back and uh, they came and said, you know, sent me to the hospital. I came back and there was this moment. I realized that my house wasn't the same. There were objects in my house that I had not seen before. There were people contacting me that I had not talked to since, since high school. And they're acting like we talked last week and there's things like there's, there's uh, as in my neighborhood, uh, where I would run across the lot. When I would run, I'd get, I wouldn't run around the sidewalk. I'd run across the lot. And there's a building there, not a new building, an old building. There was all these unusual sh reality shifts around me. I began to get really concerned. Perhaps I was insane. There was a post-traumatic stress disorder. I'd been, the way I, my dad was sort of a scientist, I, the way I'd been raised. And I, uh, I, my mind automatically thought something's wrong with me. So I went to the doctor and they said, nothing's wrong with you. And, you know, I started, okay, there has to be, I, I had to explain this to myself. I had known about and, and had explored the idea of parallel reality shifts already in my meditations, but now I, I needed to prove it. I needed to know and understand what had happened to me because the reality I was in was different than what it was before. Right, right. So yeah. um, this, well, this is my everyday, but for people new to coming into this, you know, um, they would maybe do the fun stuff like the local changes and the Berenstein and the Berenstein Bears right. and the Ed McMahon Publishers Clearinghouse and, you know, the commercial stuff. Right. Because it's easy to kind of play off. But that's just right. kind of the very light teaser level of mm -hmm. shifting between parallel realities. But then as you do more of your inner work and as you do more of your meditation and dive further into consciousness your consciousness is all of a sudden um flipping the script on you and you're getting your own what they call personal mandela effect or personal yeah. changes in your reality so let's rewind so that people understand sure. this because um i ask these questions because i'm familiar with it but i get clients who fly across the states during a pandemic 
to make sense of the personal reality shift because it is blowing their mind too much and they don't know who to go to. So if we can bring some um, information that they can possibly relate to that can help them in their life and in how they shift realities and make sense of it, um, then they know that they don't need to be medicated. They don't need, don't need to go to the same asylum. They don't right. need any of that kind of stuff. And they know that they're basically leading edge experiencers of reality and everybody else right. is kind of slow to follow. So um, going into your, into your story for how you kind of got to your, in Buddhism, we call your awakening where you woke mm-hmm. up to the nature of reality right. through, through doing your inner work. What were some of the types of meditation or consciousness techniques that you were working with that, started to kind of unravel reality to you one of the reasons i think i was able to to notice this is i was open to it and i was aware and looking for it. i think a lot of people are experiencing these shifts and they don't even think twice about it they haven't read about it they 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 put their keys on the table and then they find them on their desk and they just say oh i must have just put them on the desk but i started exploring reality transurfing uh, frederick dotson has an amazing book on parallel universes of self Bert Goldman has uh, an incredible book on quantum jumping. And I started every single book that was possible out there, anything on multidimensionality and physics. I started reading this. And so I started incorporating these concepts into my meditations. Uh, if you understand quantum physics, you understand that reality is basically created by light. And then what we're looking at objects around us are vibration, different vibrations of light. And when we, on a, on a quantum scale, when we look at an, um, a light passing uh, with the uh, double slit experiment, uh, that way, way back, we realized that, that light is changed by our own observation. When we're not observing it, it becomes wave. When we're observing it, it becomes particle. And so I started really taking these concepts to heart in my meditations and using my focused attention and awareness, using these concepts to 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 uh, do then use visualizations and techniques uh feeling techniques neville goddard techniques so that i was living in these realities that weren't in my own reality now but i was going into these deep meditations and i was imagining and, and going into my imagination and really going deep feeling it feeling it um, I, that was the big shift for me when i realized it wasn't just what i saw with my mind it was what I was feeling. And to understand that when I feel something, it's the same as vision. All we're doing with our five senses is that we're taking in information. So I get information through my eyes, which we all depend on. That's what we see. I'm getting information from my ears and I'm getting information from the smell. I'm getting information from taste and then our feelings. And, and I went beyond what they talk about in law of attraction. And I said, okay, if I want this reality, what is it going to taste like? What's it going to, what's it going to feel like? What is it going to smell like? What is the actual state of consciousness that I would be in? What would I be remembering? What would my memories be? My memories might be a little bit different. I really started playing with the whole concept as if I was an actor in a play. And I would put myself in these long states. And so what, as this happened, the fabric of reality started to shift and become elusive to me. So that when this event happened, I was already at a place multidimensionally where I could just jump into other realities and it just kind of happened. I, I escaped into a reality where I lived through this incident and, and uh, I was opening myself up. There was a portion of me that I realized 
this higher self of my own that was protecting me from big changes that was worried, hey, I, I, at least I felt like as I started to communicate and think about it and understand it, there was this higher protected self of me that was limiting what big changes I could experience in my reality for my own sanity. And then I started communicating with my higher self and saying, hey, I'm open to these changes. I'm willing to accept major big reality shifts in my life. And then I would live in deeply in these states of, of consciousness for a prolonged period of time. Right, and, right. And you yeah. did that through meditation, like what, what, or just out, even because you're not going to meditate 24 seven. Right, right. Right. But I, you I, kept that feeling in your heart of that's the frequency that you would hold right. on to. So like if you were. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. So, um, so like if you were uh, trying to make sense of this and kind of break it down for people. So mm -hmm. for you, if you were thinking of, um, okay, I want my business uh, or my finances to have this certain kind of outcome. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm open to whatever outcome the universe sends to me, but I have this feeling uh, and that's the feeling right. that I'm going to hold on to. So that's the frequency my heart is going to hold on to about mm -hmm. that situation or about this situation in relationship. I'm going to hold on to that frequency, not the other frequency that's more low vibe that everything's falling apart. And I feel like crud. I'm going to mm -hmm. hold on to the higher frequency. So you mm -hmm. are feeling and trying to hold on to that resonance in your heart of that reality of that higher frequency reality for with that higher outcome. So that's right. what the technique that you were doing. Well, I, I found there was a two-step process that was involved. The first is there that I would look for potentials in what I call the space of variations, which is discussed in reality transurfing. There's this quantum field that has all of the infinite possibilities. There's the one where our, our interview stops right now. There's the one where, uh, you know, I, uh, my computer breaks down. There's millions and billions. They're all, in the, and they exist as sort of potentials. So I would initially uh, try to find the potential, this actual thing that exists in the quantum field. And then I would try to actualize it. And so the process of actualizing it was in the meditation I would act, but then I would, it was almost like an identity shift would occur. And even though I would meditate for uh, 20 or 30 minutes about it, I would walk around as if it was the reality I was in. I was, I was like an actor, but I was in a movie all the time. And it sounds kind of crazy, but that's what I, the, the actualization process was the big part. It was like, okay, this, this new reality where I, I, the large sums of money are coming to me easily and quickly and I'm happy and financially free and, and everything is working out perfectly. It feels like a holiday every day. I started feeling that even though their outside circumstances had nothing to do with that. I, I was in a terrible house and everything. But as I did that, there was a sort of bridge that started of incidents that would start to occur that, uh, that would connect me to that, that original, uh, space of potential that was there and it was like this link started to occur and the more i acted out and felt it they would join together and it's like i was a one river here and there was another river and these two rivers would flow and eventually meet and, right. I was, and the more i acted it was just me like rowing the boat towards the actual reality where it existed right so. right like another way that i typically understand um that that technique um is like in in buddhism and again lots of traditions have right, right. very similar techniques so um but 
each part of your life, you have a different version of yourself. You at kindergarten is different at first grade, and True. the first grade is different at middle school, and on and on and on. It's different at when you're a senior, etc. Mm-hmm. So you are living the version of you in um, a certain state, but and your consciousness is living in a certain state. But if you wanted to match up to a reality that had a higher version you of you that had different potentials, it would typically feel what that version of you would typically be like. Maybe that person is um, more focused, more creative, um, you know, spends spends more of its time on kind of self-development, more confident. And so you'll pick those aspects and then like put that that suit on or put that clothes on and then just kind of wear that outfit and, bef- and before you know it, you just jumped multiple layers of yourself into another version of yourself that now you are wearing full time. And exactly. so reality yeah. has no choice but to mirror what you are and give you the matching reality. So it sounds that was kind of like what you were doing mm-hmm. through these different techniques was basically um, mirroring the version and the, were the outcome yes. that you preferred, but you were open to whatever that outcome was going to be because you were open to let the universe figure it out for you. So right. what were some of the personal changes in your reality? Like, can you give us some examples of the, the very first ones that started making you wonder like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, well, I, I, in my old reality, I had this belief system where I was afraid to become too successful because I had this lodged in my belief system that if I did, that I would, I would drink too much. I would party too. It would always end up in some kind of terrible failure. And there I realized I was protecting myself. So I, I had eliminated this reality. And then uh, I started having uh, people contacting me, events, con- businesses, things happening that too many coincidences that happened. It just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen normally. These things, uh, phone calls, emails, things, people were contacting me that I had not contacted before. And uh, I would have uh, things like that come up all the time. And, and, and it was exciting at first to see. And, right, um, to see the synchronicities yeah, that were happening in your life? synchronicities. Okay. I started to, I started to see where the, the river was flowing ahead of time. I could feel it. I was moving with this flow of alternatives into the space I was going. And it was, uh, it was almost a daily hourly uh thing where i was getting constant right. synchronicities um and, and and as i moved towards it greater things would happen yeah right right and that is so important for people to understand because your experience of when you start get into the inner work and you start raising your frequency and you start matching the reality that's a higher vibe the version of yourself that's higher vibe and start walking that 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 energy before it manifests um synchronicity is just basically the universe putting puzzle pieces together one after another that fit perfectly and all you got to do is flow with the energy and kind of just naturally take that low hanging fruit to the next low hanging fruit and so forth so synchronicity in this space becomes your every day of course that was going to happen why wouldn't it happen exactly so now synchronicity is happening in this early space and you're no longer questioning it you just kind of almost letting it surprise and be grateful for it um, mm-hmm. happening, whatever way it forms. What were the big changes in your reality that all of a sudden kind of made you have stepped back? Uh, 
Well, the, the big, the big one that I had, I had, a, like I said, I had a business where I, I couldn't even sleep eight hours a day. I, I, I was re- responsible for everything and it was going to be impossible. It was one of those businesses where I had to do everything and uh, all of the work that was required for me to e- take care of my kids or anything. And uh, I'm contacted by two people after I imagined, Hey, I, I I'm, I'm working four hours a week. And I imagine that really felt and started living that even though I'm sitting there working, I'm, I'm still trying to imagine and live in this existence. And then I um, had three people contact me uh, um, out of the blue and, and then another person that knew it, and they were like, Hey, I have this specialty. I can, I can work. Um, do you know of anybody that, that, that where I could get a job? They didn't know, even know that I had done it. And it was bizarre that they had contacted me. And I'm like, yeah, you can work for me and do this. And it was like, it was, it was, it was a kind of business where I, I would never have been able to go on uh, and find employment. It was such a very unique thing. It was such lucky thing. And then they were like, yeah, I know someone else. Next thing you know, I have all these people working for me, super cheap from places where I, it, could, it was very affordable. And they're working for me, doing all of the work that I was doing before. And it almost happened within a week. Uh, then all of a sudden, and it was these phone contact. And then um, normally I might've just ignored it, but I know I was living in that reality and I expected something to happen because I was in this identity. And, and then I knew somebody was going to contact me. That was a big thing is people contacting me out of the blue. Right. Was right. The thing that I found really shocking and interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, um, I've come across that myself where clients are like, how did, how did you find, cause I don't advertise. How did you find my hypnosis practice? And they said, right. I turned off my computer and your website was up. Right. Or my Facebook crashed and all of a sudden one of your blog articles was, was up uh, from like 2011. Amazing. And it's so amazing. it's basically there and, and they're usually trying to get into space or they're in this space and it's usually their higher self making those connections for them and mm. almost kind of doing a force restart on their computer and just putting up what they need to go oh what is this and and they yeah. would um and that's typically how it's, sometimes they would come to you and be like i don't know how i found you but somehow i just came into my radar and mm. that's how i got you <laughs> so, so the higher self the consciousness has funny ways of just cutting through the BS and just connecting the dots very quickly. Um, so I've, I've seen that as well. Now, um, when you had your, um, the burglary, mm-hmm. when somebody, um, you know, broke into your home and they shot you in the back, you don't have any um, gun wounds on your back when it happened? Did the hospital see well, any of that? Well, it, it, there's, I have a tiny little dent on my back and I put a, I, I didn't want to lose it because it started healing. Um, the reason the bullet bounced is that it, I had shut a window and they shot through the window and I built a Sri Antra all around my, all around the bullet wound where the, the Bindu is right oh, there yeah? <laughs> in the middle on my back. And, but so I wouldn't lose it. Cause I started, I saw it was a little red dot for a while, uh, you know, and they, I could feel something hit my back. Uh, and so, you know, I, I've always kept that, that tattoo on my back. So, so I would never forget the exact part where it was. <laughs> yeah so, um there's i've even had moments in my meditations where i had done the, the tattoo later and it had some sort of multi it, it later on it created a force field in my past and so i was like being guided to do the tattoo now and um so uh that's funny i love that. another another thing i've had moments where i've gone in meditation to the moment where it happened to warn myself 
because I remember hearing like, hey, you need to get up, you need to do these. And so then, okay, well, maybe I did go back in time because we understand all of time exists at the same time if you study physics. And so it might have been, it might have been because I did that. I slipped into the reality of that when that happened, warned myself, and then so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those when you get into space, those funny inklings um you know do happen where you all of a sudden you'll just you you'll just uh hear or have this strong feeling like, you know, I really shouldn't I shouldn't go in there. I don't know why, I'm just not gonna do that. And it's it's revealed later on um why. And actually I'll I'll tell you a quick story about those weird ink inklings mm. that you shouldn't um avoid. Um uh, I actually have a a client who, when she, when she was a child, her and her best friend at the time um, went to play at a friend's house, typically. And this one time they went to stop at another friend's house and she just, when they opened the door, she saw, she had the gift of seeing everybody's aura and she saw all this red around their aura and it just really scared her and she didn't want to go inside and she made a big fuss. And so her and her friend didn't go and play with this other friend at her house. And they went back home. And um, three or four hours later, before she went home, um, the parents at her friend's house uh, turned on the TV and were watching the news. And that family that they were at earlier that they didn't go in to play with was all murdered. Oh, all murdered there was gosh. a serial killer that for whatever reason picked that house and if they had gone in and played with their other friend they would also had been a victim of the serial killer wow um and so it definitely saved her her life and um i've had other clients who had said also they had the same kind of weird inkling and they just couldn't mm-hmm. get into it, like an elevator and they left and that elevator fell and everybody in the elevator. You know, those hunches are, are part of these parallel realities. And uh, the people that didn't get into the building during 9-11, that mm-hmm. don't get on the train when there's a train accident or the plane when it has, it happens all the time. And I think what's happening is you are aware of all the parallel realities. And this is also talked about in reality transurfing. In some cases, people are aware that, that in another reality, they died on that, in that plane crash, that they died when they walked into that house. And there, there's a part of your soul that knows because it happened already. So mm-hmm. when we start listening to our intuition, it's not some magical thing. It is a, we're being, we're accessing the quantum field. Well, let me ask you something because I had this, uh, I had this, um, they, what they would call deja vu where something's happening and you know exactly what's happening as it's happening. You're like, why am I having the same rewind? Um, I had, somebody show me a piece of art that I already knew what she was going to make. And um, I already knew that she was going to make a certain drawing um, during this um, activity that a bunch of us were doing. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, am I having a deja vu moment where I'm living the same experience over again? What, what did I do? Did I, mess up and then start all over again what can you explain something like that where people have those kind of reality rewinds exactly i think that we are once we are really because you're meditating a lot once you start really tuning in to your reality you are aware of all of these moments that's what deja vu to me is 
It's, it's access to these other parallel realities. It can be in the future and past. You might've experienced it in a dream or some other timeline. And that's what I, I think is happening is that you, you're aware of it from another parallel reality. That, that but I'm aware of it. I'm aware of physically experiencing it in my waking consciousness. Right. That I've already experienced this experience in my waking consciousness state mm-hmm. already. And I'm doing it again. Or I'll say, I'll watch, um, I'll watch some, so and I have, I have clients who said this too, like they'll be watching a program on the news and say, oh, well, this is what happened. I already watched that. And they're like, no, this just started to happen. Right. I, I honestly think we're slipping back into the same reality and re-experiencing it. Why? I think that, I, I think that when we understand that time is non-linear, so, uh, it's like a big gigantic lake and everything that's happening is happening. So when you drop a pebble and, and it comes out in waves, right? Then it affects everything else. So what, what may be happening is that you may have just slipped somehow through your consciousness a few minutes past, a few minutes forward and re-experienced the same period of time. Some people, you know, it, it may happen more often than we not, then we may not be watching TV. We may be going for a walk. And our own level of consciousness uh, is a little bit different um, and we don't aware of it. Now you're becoming more aware of it and you're starting to see it. So I've had these experiences and many of my clients in hypnosis have had these experiences where they feel like they're time traveling. That's the only way that they can, they can understand it because it mm-hmm. feels like they are time traveling forward in time a couple minutes or even a couple days or mm-hmm. months sometimes and they don't know because everything's mm-hmm. very fluid in their reality and their experience but then something comes up in their reality that they know exactly what's going to happen because they already experienced that but it's new for everybody else but not for them and so they don't really understand how they are almost traveling through through time um, mm-hmm. with their consciousness, almost like biolocation, like, in, you know, some of the stories of Buddha, the first Buddha, um, Gautama, he was known to biolocate between point A to point B in space, or, right. or maybe even travel into certain times. He had gotten so good in his, um, his consciousness work that his, his Merkaba, his mandala was so high frequency that it was able to utilize and almost um, play with time space. Now, Absolutely. many of my clients and myself are not at that level, but we get those inklings where we're kind of wondering, mm-hmm. um, is that what's happening? Is some of these leading edge experiencers of reality shift jumping forward in time or backwards in time? I believe that that's what's happening. I'm strongly convinced that there's a time aspect. Really good a really good book to read is Frederick Dodson's book on time travel that he released. Uh, that's a fantastic book. Uh, it kind of opened up my eyes to it and I started experimenting. But as we, as I said before, time is like a lake. We all think that time is A equals B equals C and it's moving in a straight line. But really time is just, the, all of time is happening at the same time. In this present moment, all of the things that have ever happened to you are happening right now. And the, we are in, we're in this frame where we're, we're moving in a linear time, 
But if we are able to go in consciousness, we can actually access these other times. We think it's a memory, but in many cases, it's not a memory. And I think the more that we play around with this and the more the world starts to change these multidimensional experiences, we are exploring time. I, I'm seeing it more and more. Neville Goddard, a famous uh, mystic uh, from the 60s, mm-hmm. he would do something called revision, where you go back and change something in your past and people would report that as, as if it didn't happen. And I, and oh, I, yeah. I talk about that all the time. Like if you had some big argument with your husband at some point in time, you go back and just imagine that you had this really happy conversation. And then next thing you know, it's like they, they don't even remember that the conversation even happened. Um, right, right. And let me ask you about that as well, because um, I know you said that when you got, uh, when you were at the hospital after your, your big aha um, mm-hmm. moment, you came back home and things in your house were different than it was. People were different than they were. Yeah. So was that your um, first real realization that you shifted to another parallel reality where the things in your house are a bit different and the people are a little bit different? Right. There was a plausible deniability uh, before. Little changes would occur. But when this happened, it was such a big jump. Maybe there weren't very many other realities that there was just too much that occurred. I do think that it was a big parallel reality quantum jump uh, because I had light fixtures in my house that I'd never bought and things and items and objects that appeared. Um, and so I, that, it, I think that we are constantly traveling through parallel realities. Some are bigger than others. And then in that particular moment, it was this obvious. And then other times I could say, well, that's not true. Or that didn't occur or something like that. So like a big building that all of a sudden shows right, up. A big building that, that you know, uh, I think that there, in the way I see it, the way I, when I start to explore these realities, uh, when, we, when they make the argument, everything is possible, that's true. And all the realities are there, but there are some, there's, I think that when you, if you were to look above at all the realities, it's like a, like a river. There's most of the realities kind of conform, even though parallel realities are possible. Most, most people are in the same reality most of the time. Uh, there might be three different realities. There might be 10 different realities. There's not trillions of realities. Uh, there was one reality where I lived through that event. In that reality, I, didn't, I had those light fixtures. There was a building up. And so uh, it was like a, at, at that point, I had jumped into this reality. And there, um, there was no plausible den- deniability as far as I understood it that I knew for sure because of, of that. Um, another right. great person, Cynthia Sue Larson, has a book yep, on yep. Mm-hmm. reality shifts. And she talks about this concept pretty well. So. Yes, yes, yes. These are all really, really good reads. And I recommend everybody read them because they are really good if you are having your personal. I pretty much would recommend reading any author that talks about parallel realities, <laughs> any and all. Because yeah. if, you're, if you're having your own Mar- Mandela effects, your personal ones, and your own reality shifts, and there isn't very many people around you that can corroborate or go, you know, give you some insight. Um, and you know for sure that these are undeniable evidence that you have shifted into a different reality, um, then I would pretty much recommend reading 
anything you can get your hands mm -hmm. on on parallel realities because everybody's perspective tradition culture has a little piece of insight and That's one right. little piece of insight that you get in one book may be the key for you to help you navigate it a little bit more smoothly or make sense of it well, so um because you are the leading edge experiencer another interesting thing is you may notice this it's everywhere uh, it seems like that every movie I watch, they're talking about parallel realities, every TV series. We're attracting I, it. We're attracting it. Yeah, yeah. It seems I see it everywhere. People are talking about it all the time. It is, it, it, human beings are very interested in this concept. It, mm -hmm. it is very interesting, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So, um, like, I've had... Um, now I just kind of go over the flow. It doesn't trip me out. It's so much like, oh, yeah, okay, a new building, yay. Um, but I... I used to drive to work here in Seattle and, and park in the same spot for years, park mm -hmm. in the same spot. And then all of a sudden I came in one week and I parked in my same spot and there's these huge city block of a building that was never developed before. Like they would never develop this huge city block of all these huge buildings in one mm -hmm. week. So it was undeniable. Wow. And I was like, I asked everybody, like, uh, I, I don't know. And the people that you talk to sometimes almost um, either they, it's too weird and they avoid it talking about because it, it challenges their belief system too much, or they recall it's new too, but they just kind of have that puzzle like, I don't know when it showed up, but it just showed up and I just kind of pass it off and move on to my life because it's challenging my everyday too much so um and so I've seen that I've seen um huge ferris wheels that no one in the building recognizes but then I recognize it for the first time and then everybody's like oh oh my goodness and then all of a sudden everybody is running to the window to look at the new ferris wheel in Seattle yeah and they're like looking up online. They're like, how come we never noticed this before? Yeah. But all of a sudden, this huge brand new Ferris wheel that's going to open up next week has, has been up and has been building for quite some time, but nobody ever recognized it. was mm -hmm. right there until somebody shifted to reality, saw it, pointed out, and then everybody else yeah. almost sudden shifted to that same reality and saw it. So it's almost like these leading edge experiencers of reality um, shifting and I don't say travel because you don't physically travel anywhere. You just right. change your energy and all of a sudden, like an instant, you shift right. to instant another. Business. You just like, it's like changing from one channel to another. You just beep, and you're another one. You don't physically go anywhere. Um, but it's almost like these leading edge experiencers of reality shifts are the ones who are tuning into these, these higher versions of reality mm -hmm. And then the people that they're connected to or that they're engaging with are um, going, oh, that sounds like a really good idea. What channel is that? Let me shift there too. It's almost like right. we're showing people, hey, there's another reality here. And, um, and so people eventually, you know, get to the same spot. And then you have what people call Mandela effects where they go, well, did you remember seeing Shazam growing up? Cause I remember, and no, I never saw that. I saw, you know, and then they would right. go back and forth and, um, 
entertain each other with the commercial logos of um, Mandela effect. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so which version were you from? And were you from this version and that version or whatever? But that's, I think that's kind of how it's happening. I think these leading edge experiencers of consciousness are the ones who are kind of leading the way into higher vibe um, frequential realities. Uh, what is your thought on, on that? I mean, why not everybody, why is not everybody picking it up? Right. I agree with you. I think that um, the first question, why isn't this happening to everybody? Why is it only happening to a few people? And, and that, that's the way that you've described is the way I've been able to rationalize it, is that a, a small number are leading edge experiencers, as you said, and they're tuning into these higher frequencies from one way or another. It could be a, an aspect of their personality, or for some reason, they've tuned into these higher vibrations, mm -hmm. and people get pulled into the river with them. Um, for this reality, they kind of move, or they're already there, and it's just uh, it, you. You're just more aware of it, so you're seeing the thing that everybody just just kind of is. Because a lot of people, as you probably are aware, are just kind of walking through the world like zombies a little bit. Yeah, they think there's one reality, and they don't know right. that reality is much more fluid. Right. So they're not looking for the changes. You're looking for them because you are now aware of this, and this is something that you're seeing and so when you start looking for stuff you see it i think a lot of people may not be aware that these big changes they assume that there is only one reality and so they'll immediately part of their conscious mind will say oh that must have been already there all the time and i just want to kind of tell anybody that i didn't see this big ferris wheel that just popped up out of nowhere mm -hmm. uh, but i do think that uh there are certain there i think there's a certain personality type but it's definitely with people that are opening themselves up, opening their consciousness, awakening that they're seeing these changes. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think that it, it, it is a small number of people, but it is growing. It is uh, growing. You know, um, I know in, um, in Buddhism, they call a Buddha the one who's awake within the matrix. We are awake within the, the matrix is reality. The Dharma is reality. So we're awake within the Dharma. And then a our idea of ascension is just raising your frequency to whichever reality you want to be in, just matching that right. vibration. And that's, you know, just kind of raising your energy field. Um, and the more you raise your energy field, the more these six senses like um, shifting between future or past timelines or even biolocating, as some scriptures have said for other mm -hmm. luminaries in the past, have been able to achieve. Mm -hmm. I've had clients who have um, come to me through hypnosis going, I don't know, all of a sudden I was in my kitchen and then all of a sudden I was in my bedroom. And I don't know how that happened. I did it twice. And I'm yeah. like, can you try to replicate it and tell us how you did it so that we can all learn how to use our Merkabas as portals? Because right. you did it on accident. So there's right. something in there to learn and i'm constantly trying to follow the leads so that we can all activate our merkabas and um and basically be our own portals to whatever reality we want and whatever location we want to go to that's, that's the leading edge experience that all buddhas want to eventually get to right my question for you is is how much of it is related to the merkaba uh, you know, as I, I've, I've explored the Merkaba and Drunvalu Melchizedek um, and, and learning to spin the Merkaba, do you think that, that, that as, we, as we adjust and fine tune and spin the Merkaba in, a, in, a, in the correct way, that we're opening ourselves to these other geometries and energies around us? Do you think that that's what's going on? Um, that is an interesting thing to explore. 
Right, right. Um, for so the mandala, everybody has an energy field, and it right. is your mandala. It's your merkaba. It's your Sri Yantra. It's your Yin Yang. It's all that. Mm-hmm. And um, the further you go into your personal development and consciousness, and the further that you understand um, the nature of consciousness, the more you are able to navigate and use the tools mm-hmm. to okay. experience the best version and the best life. Cause the whole point is just to live in the now and live the best experience mm-hmm. um, that you have. Um, because there, there is no destination. It's all about the journey. So True. it's about having the best journey, but for leading edge experiencers who are tapping into um, consciousness and raising their, their energy field and navigating realities. Now it's like, okay, I know that um, reality shifts happen. I know that I'm doing it somehow. Um, Now, how do I navigate it to get the best version um, that I possibly can? And that's the age old question that always goes esoteric, especially for me is because when you shift realities, you're going to come across and not every reality is going to have a parallel person, parallel set of parents or parallel, you know, family members or friends. Mm -hmm. But when you shift realities, I know for myself and for many of my clients, um, and I always tell people when they're like, oh, maybe they made it up. And I said, people don't spend thousands of dollars to fly across the country during a pandemic to pay hundreds of dollars more just to make it all up. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really hap- It's a real phenomenon for some people. And they're serious about this because they've looked everywhere and they're not able to get assistance right. or guidance. So majority of reality is, um, is not it is most people are not leading edge experiencers, but for leading edge experiencers, this is the hunt for almost um, the golden key of how do you unlock consciousness? Right. How do you unlock reality? So the thing is, is that the, the thing that trips most people out is not necessarily seeing the big building or seeing a change in their neighborhood. It mm-hmm. is seeing completely different parallel people with completely right. different history. Have you experienced that yourself? I'm very, I've, I've met people that I knew from before that were completely different. Uh, and, I, and explain that, explain that. Uh, I, I, I had somebody that I went to high school with that was sort of my like enemy, was my, he bullied me. And then when after this happened, I got a phone call from him hey how you doing just you haven't talked in a while and i was like we haven't really talked and he was just the nicest person and and um like it it was a different person i was in a different reality and it was a different person and so i i I wanted to explore further but i didn't want to sound crazy so i I think a couple of times i've met people that were seemingly different um by their by their personalities or behavior um and there was a part of me that kind of held back like I don't, I better not ask too many questions, uh, but I haven't had too many, uh, too many experiences where it was a parallel person. Uh, in, in, but I, I, the way my life was shaped is that it wasn't, I wasn't going to be in that many experiences. So and mm. I don't know that. Um, right, right. I find that super fascinating. And I, yeah, and I so that's to another one too. That's another one yeah. to explore. Have you had any of your shifts be, um, verified by other people oh, i have 
you know, I, I, I have not really had too many shifts that um, most of the time when I've asked about stuff, the people that would talk about it wouldn't go, yeah, that's always been like that. Or that's always uh -huh, been, so they're part of that current reality, part of that reality. I've n I, and, and of course, I would ask. Uh, and and I, I never really found anybody that had shared in the shift, except for the Mandela effect. But that, that is that community. Yeah, that's group, leading edge experience. That's sort of, of a group change. And, and, and in my own particular case, that's the only time I've seen it, it, it that collective change where people right. are becoming aware of it. Right, so. right. Yeah, I, I know for myself, I've, I've, I've had par I've, I have parallel parents. And I have friends wow. who are in this space who have parallel parents with completely different background histories. Oh, and wow. I've have friends who have um, email chat um, as you know, messages that they have saved mm -hmm. about a conversation that they have with another person um, that I'll, I'll just tell you, I told you this in another interview once, but I'll, for, for an example, like I had a coworker who changed shifts to the shift that I'm in myself and another friend, another coworker. And she had just started. And I said, well, didn't you already start two years ago? And she said, no, I just started today. And I said, are you sure about that? And she said, yes. And I said, I went back through email and I have the email from two years ago that said, welcome to the shift. And I, yeah, and she had explained with timestamp and date that um, why she changed to the shift. And I also communicated with my coworker and said, do you remember so-and-so um, she just moved to a shift to this shift and she said no we she did that a couple of years ago I have Facebook message dating from two years ago that she did this so we showed this to oh, our wow. co-worker Amazing. that we both have physical evidence that she had already made this trans this change in her life two years earlier and this Whoa. for her is the first time she just did this so we're like that is our physical evidence that this is a parallel person I also have shown um, a good friend of mine a text or a, um, a telephone text message where I saw his name change and I he had bought a house and I had I had put in the text, oh, this is going to be, you know, with his last name of the house. And he said, he changed his name. He's like, no, no, my name's always, my name is this. Get my name right. I'm like, no, your name is this. I've known you for a long time. He's like, no, my name is this. I was like, okay, fine, no problem. <laughs> oh, wow. You have, you have this different last name. No problem. A little slight variation in your last name. And then um, a year later, I, you know, I chat with him through Messenger and his Facebook and his name reverted back. And I said, oh, what's going on with your last name? He's like, what are you talking about? So I sent him a oh. picture of the text message of where he corrected the name to the other name. He's like, I don't know what that name is. That's amazing. That is absolutely so, physical. Yeah, proof, that's physical 100%. proof. So, and, and there's a amazing. lot of people. I have clients that come in for hypnosis who go, um, I had a tattoo on my right leg. Now it's on my left leg. What's happening? Wow. Or my sister had a client who came in and said, my sister had broken her leg on the right leg because I was there. I watched it. And now all of a sudden, my same sister has the broken leg on the left leg. 
And she never, so this is a parallel person where something happened in the reality, a little bit different, but for some reason she shifted to the higher reality where her sister had broken the other leg, not the leg that she physically remembers being there for. So this phenomenon is happening to many, many people. People aren't talking about it because they don't know who to go to and there's nothing in medicine that talks about reality shifts. There really isn't. No, I, there's a lot of people out there that, that I would be surprised if a bunch of people have had similar experience. I would not be surprised. And who are you going to tell? Mm. Who are you going to tell? You, and what you, difference does it make? Right. Yeah. Who's going to believe you? Who's going to believe you when, see, when you see that new building or that, that broken leg, everything that you've mentioned? Right. Uh, um, right. I'm just jealous because you've had actual physical proof that you can show. <laughs> twice with email that's great because uh, more than um, that my husband yeah. and i we verify a lot of things back because usually i jump first and then he jumps second then he jumps second wow he so. follows me he's got to follow his love so <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll follow he'll follow my Merkaba through time and space wherever i go he'll follow but usually i'd be like well um your parent, or I, I would say with these people's parents, we remember we did this event, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then we'll go to another event and we will kind of casually fact check and verify, did you do X, Y, and Z? And they're like, no. And we're like, are you sure? And they're like, no. And then we would tell them exactly what happened, what's in their house, where is it placed, da, da, da. And they're like, you've never been to our house. And, and so we would, um, we know that we're talking about parallel version of this person in a different reality. We've shifted realities. So the question always for us and for many people who are leading edge experiencers of reality is, one, how did we shift our consciousness to this reality? Mm-hmm. Wow. And two, is this the higher or lower reality? Right. That's the, that's the constant gnawing <laughs> that this right. community is wondering about. And I don't, honestly, I have clients and I would put them in hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And the oversoul, the consciousness, the stream of consciousness in everybody, experiencing everybody um, as themselves um, at the same time, that consciousness continues to say through every single client that I put through hypnosis, same same voice, same tone, same personality. Well, it really has no personality, but the same being would typically say, um, they, this is, they are choosing the reality that fits them. Um, and this is the experience that they, that they choose to have. So, um, and there is no higher, low, right or wrong. It's just basically that, you know, if they're coming in for hypnosis um, to ask questions to their higher self about career advice, uh, what they should do next, because they're kind of in a, a stuck situation, the, the oversoul will typically tell them, well, these are your options. If you want to do that, follow these steps, be open mm-hmm. to X, Y, and Z. So then they will have more insight of going, oh, I didn't even see it that way. All right, I will try that. And then they will work those steps and it will typically manifest. And it's just basically about experiencing the reality that they want to. But um, not everybody is going to be able to get a hypnosis session or, right. you know, be in the place where they have the time to sit there and do inner work and focus and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, for people in this space, how can they navigate reality to um, really get the best experience out of this life as possible? What, what is your recommendation for that? 
Well, we can take what we've learned so far together. And the one thing is that we have control over our reality. So, uh, you know, just start to start to become aware of your aware, aware of your awareness, uh, start to utilize the power of visualization, start choosing the reality that you want, write it down, think about it, feel it. And then you can, instead of letting the bus drive you, you can drive the bus because we're moving through these parallel realities. And so um, the, the um, uh, side note, the two things that maybe uh, can give us further information, because you're, you're, I feel that, I love that about you, is that you're yearning for more knowledge, uh, just like me, because we're experiencing these reality shifts. Uh, you know, the, in the convoluted universe, Dolores Canyon had also spoken to several oversouls, just like you. And there is a chapter about parallel realities. It kind of goes into so, more of the, she really, you know, goes into the more of the dynamics um, and then the, the law of one material, mm -hmm. the raw material, mm -hmm. uh, um, there is a, it's, it's a, it's a channeled work that talks about how the universe works and reincarnation, but there's a discussion that we're in this third density and in this third density, our soul can move through different parallel realities, but just in the third density. And oftentimes, uh, it, it could be for somebody that needs to quickly learn incarnational lessons quickly, instead of having to live a whole life. Uh, that you can be put into a, a parallel reality for that. Those are the things that come up. Uh, all I can say is yeah. that we do seem to have some control over it. I think mm -hmm. it's very much like riding a motorcycle. You, you, you control where you're moving through what you're seeing. And, and then you can what turn you're focusing and, and feeling what you're focusing on it, it, that is in front of you is going to be coming towards you. And you're, you're, uh, it, it's kind of like a wave of these particles that are just a uh, wave you're creating them as they're going along. Yeah, so yeah. And so uh, as, uh, the best thing that we can do is try to harness it. It's, it's, not, it's, like, it's like art, kind mm -hmm. of. It's mm -hmm. not a perfect science or we would, it would be a little different because you know, sometimes it, it, unexpected things happen or the energy is not there. It's a constant learning process. Right. But as we do this, as we focus on this, uh, we, we learn and get better and better at it. And we just need to, Drive the bus ourselves. We need to. Right, right. You know, I mean, because I'm, I'm sure you've read the same books as I have because I've read every single thing I can get my hands off on, on parallel right. realities. I've gone it. through all Hinduism. I've gone through the Vedas. I've gone oh, through my. Buddhism. I've gone through, I've been through all of it trying oh. to find the secret sauce. I'm looking um, at my mirror right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the stuff that, that fuels my engine. Um, yeah. I'm not, you know, all the other, all, all the other stuff is malleable, but right. um you know, in Buddhism, they say it takes 1% of humanity to change reality because that 1%, that high vibe percent is the one that dreams the dream that everybody lives. Right. I can see We that. are the ones that dreams the we dreams the that everybody lives. And typically what they found in meditation research when they uh, research um, advanced monks or nuns, when they meditate, they go into gamma wave frequency, which is a very high frequency where they change. It, it's a frequency where they have... Um, a higher hertz kind of like 60 or 80 or 100 hertz and we know in hertz when you think of um, picture frames it's just a higher resolution tv right. low resolution tv is a cheaper tv that has a lower hertz the higher more crisp image the mm -hmm. better pictures better colors whatever are in the higher resolution 60 120 hertz whatever and when they did meditation research that's what they found with these advanced meditators 
is that they are in these higher hertz frequencies. And so they're seeing clear, crisper pictures. And in meditation research, they found that it really only takes 1% of people in any specific area to have a higher frequency and then everything else has no choice but to match up to or to change so yeah. like when they do worldwide meditations um you know they they would feel that and and it would change and lower the crime rate and people would be a little bit more at peace etc but um i think dr david r hawkins book um book series he said it went up to three percent so it's becoming a little more trendy to be conscious. <laughs> and maybe that's the reason why we're getting more leading edge experiencers yeah, is because it's people. starting to permeate. Yeah, great point. I think the more yeah. people, the more more elastic the reality around us. Exactly. We're experiencing other people's reality shifts at the same time. I, I mean, think I, so. It's interesting because Robert Anton Wilson and Timothy Leary spoke about the reality tunnel. This mm. this this the neurological tunnel that we're in where really we're on we only ever know our own reality tunnel uh the way that the consciousness works uh, but I, I i tend to think that we are sharing a reality with everybody else and so what what's we're the more people that are consciousness then we're going to start seeing more and more shifts maybe before because so few people were yeah. in the process of creating reality that it right. wasn't as obvious that's a great point yeah, it was very small. Like when I was young, when I was, um, I'm 41 or now, but when I was young, it was a very small amount of people who would have reality shifts. It was just, so I just use it for myself. And then um, around the 2012 awakening ceremonies that many um, Buddhist monks and indigenous tribes worldwide were doing mm -hmm. it between 2010 to 2012, um, after that, a little bit more people around that time were starting doing it. So I'm like, ooh, mm -hmm. more people. Okay, I thought it was just me. All right, well, somebody to talk to not so much, but I, I did hook up with Cynthia Sue Larson and she really, um, oh, awesome. she really, yeah, she, 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 but the, a lot of people weren't communicating. That was when her early days, they weren't communicating her yet mm -hmm. because there wasn't as many, Right. but it's starting to happen more exponentially and more and more people. And um, the Mandela effect community and those logos and stuff, mm -hmm. those games that we play are teasing at people to kind of wake further into the experience and kind of, you know, be more high vibe. So I really think that um, like in Buddhism, we are the dreamers of the dream. And the, the thing is that, and I know this in hypnosis, when I hypnotize my clients, the oversoul says over and over again people need to filter their brain because they put in too much crap in there yeah. we, we open our we open our consciousness to too much gunk and then we manifest out of the crud that we let in our brains and yeah. they will let in our heart and so we really need to be more conscious of the you know, the we're not an open 7-eleven that takes on all the junk you know because then whatever yeah. you have in your house is what you develop from yeah it, so, we are what we eat. We are That's what so, we eat. We are what we watch. We are what we right. feel. We are what we learn. And everybody's, a lot of people are like allowing all the train wrecks and chaos and mm -hmm. um, all this junk into their self. And so it, it, it slows down their vibration. It slows down their manifestation abilities. It slows down those gamma wave, high brain waves, high heart rate so true. Um, abilities because they're, they're carrying around a lot of this junk. Mm -hmm. from the external world that doesn't really belong to them they don't really believe in that but they were right. just kind of it becomes you know, a feedback loop too 
It does. It does. They, they see it, it becomes in their reality, they see it and they become, and then the only way they can break it is, is this awareness that you and I are talking about. Otherwise you're just going to constantly be, see it, then, it, then it's in your reality, see it. And then to break that point, it's tough. It's not going to be a hundred percent. You know, what do you yeah. think that, what do you think the peak's going to be? 20, 30%? Is there, could there be a point in time where, and can you imagine what the world will be when 30% are really starting to play with the dynamics of reality? Uh, is, you know, is that, I don't is know. That I don't know, Brian. We're at we're, the point where there's a, a threshold where everybody's creating their reality. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I can, I can, this, this is a new experience. Okay. I, I can only tell you from Buddhism and my Hmong indigenous beliefs. This mm. is a new experience. Okay. And there are, leading edge experiencers of consciousness and reality yeah. and we are learning and we are dreaming the pictures and um everybody else gets pulled along whether they like it or not but some people are not going to be so friendly as they get pulled along they <laughs> might fight a little bit so i kind of keep away sometimes um from my own my own safety and sanity but um the the indigenous belief and um, the Buddhist belief is off of the golden age of humanity, which, right. which we're, we're, we're in the fifth dimension. We're going further into it, but it's still early on. So you can still choose to go back and forth, whatever, right. you know? So we, we can talk about it another time. I've done many interviews on this, but yeah. um, what eventually happens is in the belief system, the higher vibe people and the people who are higher vibe and wanting to work on that reality split mm -hmm. off from the rest and they become another species, a very right. spiritual enlightened society. And Dr. David R. Hawkins in his book, in his latter years, he was asking questions about parallel realities and he found mm -hmm. that there was an offshoot of humanity um, that he called in his book, Homo Spiritus. Oh, which wow. is a humanity of highly enlightened, highly conscious, high vibe people who are able to, this is in his book through the map of consciousness work right. in his latter years, who are able to harness all the six senses like biolocation, teleportation, all these right. different things. They have no need really for technology. They still have technology and they're very highly advanced, but they really, it's almost like Lemuria 5.0. Right, right. Okay, that's the golden age of humanity that in Buddhism they talk about. Right. I think it's talked about in almost every yeah. text. And I mentioned the, the, the law of one material. They're talking about it too, that we are moving into the fourth density or the fifth dimension is what they, you know, um, some people refer to it. But it's this, it's this higher reality where we're harnessing the light and it's sort of almost a group consciousness on some level. It's mm -hmm. a different level of consciousness. It's a different uh, level. But what I think and what I, what I strive for is to figure out the, um, the tools and the steps right. to know how to program it into our being more. more. Like, like if we know if we want to lose weight, we've got to get on the treadmill and we've got to eat right. Right, All right. right. Simple formula um, for the most part, but we do not know how to one be one with consciousness all the time and then how to um, navigate parallel realities 
to the reality where we're all highly activating our market book right. and doing all the things that luminaries in the past have done. And we are learning with each other from each other. And right. these are leading edge experiencers like myself going, how do you do it? Right. <laughs> you tell well, me your tricks. You then is, have you experimented with the plate or plat? Have you heard about or used or have you heard about that? If you mean not, plank? So, the plate, P-L-A-I-T is how it's spelled. Um, uh, reality Transurfing, Advanced Reality Transurfing has a concept I've talked about for about a year on my channel. And it's, it's a more specific explanation of what's happening when you're loading up and moving into new realities. Uh, and they call it the plate. It's, um, in yoga, it is the, there's this, this energy stream that comes from the back of the head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we know, you know, there's a lot of different religious, they, they talk about something going on behind us. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's imagined as like a, like if you had a, a braid that, that kind of, and you feel it between your shoulders. A lot of times when people see, feel like a big shift is happening, they feel a sensation between their shoulders. And so they, they talk about it as a plate or plat, and it's kind of just a, 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 a limb like that, you know, when somebody cuts off their hand, they still feel it. So mm -hmm, yeah. this, like this limb that maybe it's in our memory um, and you load up the film frame from the back. There's literally, uh, there's literally, and, and, and they're seeing it. And so uh, a lot of people have had huge success. It is a Russian technique. So a lot of the, the books that have been written about it are in Russian. Some have been mm -hmm. badly translated there. Uh, what Tufti didn't say and Tufti the priestess are the two, but there's th these amazing discussions. People are starting to see, there's a process. You're loading a reality up onto the tip. And so like in Carlos Castaneda um, talked about in Toltec wisdom, the, the assemblage point. And the, the idea is we're talking about realities. Another level of that is that we're actually in multiple different realities at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's, we're in the reality of, you know, uh, I, I went to school in Wyoming and I um, went to college here uh, I, I dated this. All these things are like a, imagine them all like a string of realities that attach. If you were, if you had some heightened senses at some point behind us. And so this, yeah. this energy braid, it, it comes to a single point and, and, and Toltecs would say it's the assemblage point. And Carlos Castaneda had these, uh, these exercises to move the assemblage point, which would cause you to jump into a reality. Um, some of the, 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 I think that the Yaqui Indians and so they would use this. And so they're starting to say there's a, this is like a, a technology that we sort of have that we have never used. And we're uh, the reason that it's hard for people to use is, uh, you know, it's like a, it's a muscle that, you know, when you have a really flabby muscle that you've never used yeah, your whole life. Muscle. Right. Um, so I'm just wondering mm -hmm. if you've ever heard anything about that or that anything similar or related to um, mm -mm. in terms of reality shifting. <laughs> no, I just know the mandalas. Right. I just know the mandalas and and yeah. um, working with your Merkaba. Right, right. And so, they're definitely they're, they they might both be the same thing. They, uh, there might it's be all a, it, it's all tied. It's all the same it's thing. It's probably just different process. ways of seeing it. Right. I think. You know. That, right. Um, yeah. Um, in my book, Buddhist Mandalas, I have shown the science, explained the, the science of my 20-year research project to show that all the sacred geometry is is people, it's everybody's energy, 
mm-hmm. their energy is what takes them from one reality to another in their right. Merkabas. So I'm not going to get too much into that, um, but it's in that book. But um, so I'm familiar with the Merkabas and I'm definitely open to um, to other traditions that may have a piece of the puzzle. But right. I think as we get further into this and more people have reality shift, we're going to figure it out together. Now, right. um, the other thing that comes up in my tradition of Buddhism is that we are going to get to a point where we transcend survival and we mm-hmm. house and feed and shelter everybody. And a lot of the monks and nuns are working on, um, and high vibe people are working on their next incarnation to incarnate as um, tycoons. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. uh, because politics is not going to make a difference. In this right. reality or that reality, it really doesn't matter because it's it's not where the changes are. The changes are through the business, through, and through the, they need high resources. Yeah, and they need right. high vibe. Um, we need high vibe, enlightened tycoons who right. don't give a lick about giving a billion dollars out to make sure everybody has free energy free water make sure that everybody's fed and housed they don't give a lick because they're working on their spiritual development because all the yeah yeah, all the eternal stuff external stuff is going to eventually be the address Mm -hmm. and so when all the physical stuff is addressed and no one is watching or evaluating their value as a person based on how much money they make um then what is left is a society that's going how can we shift reality? Right. How can we manifest the highest reality? Let's work on our spiritual development. Let's work on consciousness. And now we're functioning as an enlightened society where other enlightened societies that are already high vibe, mm-hmm. or what some people would call aliens, are going to be wanting to communicate. And that's when we make that connection to an interstellar galactic humanity, the it, offshoot oh, yeah. of humanity. Well but yeah, which... You know, be, I, I would love to interview a, a sci-fi um, writer so they can just sit there and go, okay, let's just kind of, because all right. the sci-fi stuff is the stuff that manifests. All the doomsdayers right. and prophecy people, none of that manifests because people mm-hmm. don't want that low vibe reality. What typically manifests is those high vibe sci-fi people who are dreaming these things Mm -hmm. they are the dreamers and then we make it happen so if we think it Mm -hmm. then we will find a way to make it happen um and so i really think it we're we're jumping many experiences ahead but it will in the future they'll look back and go how did they figure that all out and they'll mm-hmm. go to the leading edge experiencers of parallel realities. How right. did they figure it out? You know, how did they get to the point where they all like learn how to activate the Merkabas and be geolocate like Buddha and teleport through time and space like you know Quan Yin? How did they right. you know, how do we do that? How do they use technology to go from planet A to planet B? <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm and so just, excited. To, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's exciting, you know. It, it is exciting and, and you make um, a great point. One of the problems spiritually we've had is there's a dynamic where once you reach a certain level of spirituality, materialism kind of is irrelevant and you're not worried about making money it's not important 
But at the same time, when you're at that high vibe, that money is an energy, the resource that you can use to change the world around you. So there's yeah. going to be a shift in thinking where we have to shift it's okay the way we for think. me to be prosperous because oh, yeah. I can use this money to change the world. It's yeah. a reprogramming that will occur. Even though it doesn't matter to me, I still want to tap in because I can control my reality and we can gain the resources now. We don't become tycoons in our next life. We can become tycoons exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. And there's already tycoons now who it, they're working on it, but they need to get into their the higher consciousness. Right. And when they get into the higher consciousness, um, their philanthropy work will run at a accelerated higher level that they can never imagine because now consciousness is steering it. You're right. I agree. So, so. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. And I, you know, if you find anything new for how we um, how I'll we navigate you know. realities, let me know because um, I think I've read everything you've read, <laughs> and well, then some I am more. <laughs> so excited! This is one of the funnest conversations I've had. It's so nice to talk to uh, to a, a soul that's been through the same things I have, uh, and so thank you so much for having me on. It was wonderful. oh my god, yeah, definitely so now. Much. Is there a last message that you want to, because I know, I mean, you and I are just, we're just sitting here looking at each other going, huh, <laughs> you know, we're just, our consciousness is being peaked and, um, right. and, you know, we have to do a follow-up on this, but for sure. what last message do you have for people who are leading edge experiencers of reality shifts? If you're a leading edge experiencer, realize that majority of people around you, there's a lot of people in this world that have given up hope that are that are depressed that don't understand this and you alone as a teacher can go out and change those people and if we can just at a minimum bring people hope and show them their abilities and show them the power to create reality just by just that teaching and just by bringing this awareness we can bring hope and we can change the world and we are the key i think that leading edge experiencers all around the world, once you reach that certain point where you understand the power to create reality, our next step is to, to take this, don't just hold it to yourself. It's a wonderful thing, but take this knowledge and tell as many people as you can, spread the word, plant it like a, a seed, make it a virus, let it spread everywhere. And, and, and as people learn this, I, I, I can't wait to see how the world changes when people really tune in and align with this information then we will all be free. It will free us from the limitations of this third density that we're in into something amazing beyond anything that you and I can even imagine. The possibilities are endless. Right, right. Yeah, when you get into, like I always say in interviews, when you get into consciousness mm -hmm. and you integrate consciousness into your everyday and you um, are navigating reality um, because that's what consciousness does. Um, it, it completely changes your experience. Um, awakening ascension, that's just entry level stuff. <laughs> Parallel reality shifting and yeah. learning how to navigate and learning how to change reality, that's next level. The next level reality creation is multi yes multi-dimensionality multi-dimensional yourselves mm -hmm. um I, you know I've, I, before i before i close this, i want to ask you have you had vivid recall of your parallel lives 
I, I, in dream sequences, I've had, I've had, as I've tuned in and become more lucid and tried to become more aware of my dreams, I have had vivid recall of my parallel lives. I've, I've, I've made it an intention. Uh, I, I've gone into like, I want to dream, I want to have vivid recall of this life. And I've done that. I've, I've, I've had these dreams where these amazing experiences that clearly I did not experience in this timeline. Um, and then the following day after the dream, I have these little flashes and bits of memory uh, as if it's real. And so uh, yeah. it's really exciting. Yeah. Like you said, like you said earlier there, um, and I agree with you on this too, that everything's happening all at the same time. You just pick which channel you want to tune into. Right. I've had realities <laughs> where I'm married to different people. Mm -hmm. I've also had realities um, where I'm experiencing um, a, a quote, quote, future timeline as a space farmer over Earth. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, we're, yeah, we make it. We make it. Oh, good. We make well, it. I think what one of the things that people don't know about dreams is that our soul loves to dream because that's when it explores all these realities when we're sleeping and dreaming, a lot of times we have these weird dreams. Really, it's not a dream. It's just moving and accessing a portion of the space of variations of the different realities. And that's what we're doing. Now, we can become more aware of it when we're awake, when we explore these attentions. Right. Um, and um, the Akashic record will become a collection of all the realities. There's going to be a point where oh, yeah. it's yeah. going to be more than just what has already happened in this reality. It's going to be all the realities it's going to be this amazing thing that people can access <laughs> I know, it, it, it definitely opens up a different thing sometimes i it tell does. my husband about my parallel lives and he gets jealous of, of, of the other spouses <laughs> I, well i get that i get that <laughs> i'm like stop it stop it and he also gets jealous of his parallel selves <laughs> right right this is so funny well, so yeah. i just we just play around with it what i purposely try to in meditation as i do on my meditation I want to access the, the, the most prosperous version of myself. And I have the most amazing experience. I want to access the, the one that finds the greatest loves. And I have these vivid experiences in that, or, or the one where I'm able to be of service to the most people. And when you do that, when you make that your intention, even if you never experience it, you can experience it right now in this moment. You can go, and if you, the better you get at it, the more fine-tuned you get at it, you can experience all these realities right now. Yeah. Oh, such a great topic. I just love this. I can go on and on about this, Brian. I mean, yeah. five cocktails later, I'm still, I'm still be like, so let's trade experiences. But you know, Brian, it's been, it's been refreshing to chat with another high vibe soul about a well, topic that is so dear to me. Um, it's very dear and um, advanced in Buddhism. Um, and I know we presented some profound insights for leading edge experiencers of reality shifts. So thank you for a very fun interview for, and for everybody else, for more information about, about Brian's offerings, just go to his website, which is therealityrevolution.com. And that's the name of his book as well. And you can also find his books on Amazon. And again, thank you kindly for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. Thank you so much. I had such a great time. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. 
For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.